your desk calendar got ordered. Um, and there's a couple other things that you, either you want them or I'll just toss them. Yeah. Uh, I need ads, please. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Go. Where's this Harvard story at, Joe? I'm not seeing it. Uh, Metro cover. <coughs> Joe Frat Grund Precision Center. John North American. Bank North American. American. Got it. Oh, you mean the uh, new NYU law school? Hey, oh, uh, what did I say? You said Harvard. Harvard. Yes, I'm sorry. If you're offended. I am. <laughs> Ken? You know what I'm offended by is these, nuts. these absurd assholes that run Minneapolis who, in order to break ground on breaking ground on Kmart, put up a fake wall got out a bunch of eight-pound sludge hammers, broke through the fake wall, which was just sheetrock, to declare a start to the demolition process. And then they all stood around and laughed at it. Did Nicolet get interrupted by that building? Yeah, these are not serious human beings. They have no business in politics, in office, in the mayor's office, in the city council. Well, we, we go through that a number of ways every day. Uh, we don't know what to do about that. And then they put up a slab of sheetrock and break through it with these giant sledgehammers, which, by the way, you can punch a, a baby. A two-year-old could punch through a, a sheetrock. <laughs> and so these clowns. A sledgehammer or a yeah. sledge? yeah. Correct, Joe. I, I use a sledge. You are not a serious human being when no, you I'm debate not. small little <laughs> pissant items very, like I'm that. Not serious at all. And all you do and is alienate yourself. Hand. All you do is alienate yourself from Minnesotans acting like you're smarter and better than us. Yeah. That's right, because I've never used a sludge hammer. I saw a cool video of an anvil floating in a tub of mercury. I saw that too. Again, it must be because of these algo rhythms. Mm hmm. Have you guys seen any of these Bobbly Swagger movies or? I've read uh, every single book. I didn't ask the book. Is that I asked the interrupt. movie. Is that Reacher? Is that Reacher? I'm detecting some tension. Not with me. <laughs> well, I'm just so fucking sick of what's going on in the world. I'm with Kenny. And the goddamn Hamas flag flying over a town in Massachusetts and every other stupid ass thing because this country is being run by children that are on fucking ecstasy that have no idea what the real world should be. Do you remember the name Meredith Abbey Dash Kierstead? Yeah. The Bloomington teacher who hates Israel. Yeah. I saw her on the news Saturday night and she was going by Meredith Abbey, no Kierstead. She was uh, interviewed as part of the group leading the rally for Palestine at the state capitol, where I almost got the shit beat out of me walking just back to my car. She was down there. Be because you almost got beat up because they can't have a civil discussion. They oh. cannot have an exchange of ideas in a, an adult manner. Not at all. It's just 
They immediately go to violence and name-calling. Kenny, there's a great video. Your time spent on Earth counts for nothing. The knowledge that you've gathered throughout your years counts for nothing with these idiots. They're morons, and they're running the world. And he had a fucking... You guys were on the council. Well, they're going to get we, more of this. We, we have been for the tomorrow. last six Effenheimers. And- I'm so sick that, of this. He had the Arafat table. I'm just trying to protect on. my guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> Kenny, there's a great video of a guy interrupting a Palestine protest, confronting a woman saying, hey, uh, do you realize what would happen to you if you walked the streets of Gaza? You wouldn't be able to speak. Basically, it was it was great. He was confronting all these people saying, do you realize how stupid you are? I have an assignment for all three of you. Okay. Have you ever heard of Ayan Hirsi Ali? Ayan is A-Y-A-A-N. Hirsi. H-I-R-S-I. Oh, yes. Ali. I know who that is. Yes. Okay. She was born a Muslim in Somalia, yep. became a famous atheist, now is a Christian. Uh, read her piece describing why she says she is now a Christian. You can find it in the Free Press, which I believe is a Barry Weiss yeah, substack. The, there's also a yeah. link on the Catholic News Agency. Uh, I'm not going to talk about it today. I want everybody to have read it, so right. it might make more sense. I, I don't even know what it's going to be like. Maybe it's nothing we'll end up discussing, but... Uh, I'm going to read it, and I think we all should read it. All right. It's dated today on the free press, Ayan Hirsi Ali, Why I Am Now a Christian. I've heard of her, but I don't know why I've heard of her. She used to be a talking head like on CNN or someplace. That's where I heard of her. She was a Dutch politician for a while. But how did that work out? I, I think know. she was born there. Oh, Barry was, Weiss she was retweeted born in Somalia it. Somalia and genit mutilated Oh yeah, I was born a Muslim in Somalia. Then okay, I got you. I'm there. Some kind of mutilation. <laughs> Let's. Uh, I'll set it aside here. I'll read it as part of my homework tonight. We have homework? What? I, I'm I ready if you guys hey, are. How can you sit and read this stuff after hours, Such? How can you get to sleep? Yeah, I can't. So can How does it not just fill you so with rage? Have a show. You know what I think we should do tomorrow night? I think we should all come with a paper bag and a can of silver paint, and we should just sit on stage and huff paint. <laughs> <laughs> I'm against that. Put me, put me down as a no. Boy, Kenny is... Uh... Uptight today. It sure it was is, nice uh, last week. Well, it well, sure, sure was. was nice. Well, you guys are. Uh, uh, before we get to the show, uh, are you I also saw, filled with rage, John? I'm not filled with rage at all. I mean, I hate everything that's going on here, but I'm not filled with rage. Uh, <laughs> I saw uh, uh, what's his name, Jeff, Facebook post last night. Does that involve me at all? I, oh. I don't see any Facebook material. Yeah, sorry, I forgot to mention. He said he could come hey. in on, on Friday. Does that involve me at all, or I want it to? If you want to, okay, I, I guess you ain't gonna my, have trouble getting the money from Seaman. Don't three worry. Day weekend again. <laughs> oh, World's smallest effing violin, John. <laughs> I suppose I have to come in with that uh, wine. I have to come in the studio then too. Don't That'd I? be fun. I'll Jeez. bring some books for you to take home. <clears throat> 
You're trying to get rid of those books, aren't you? Well, I'm, I got I'm listen. I could bring my camera here to a stack no, that's higher. Before than well, I got some good books if you want them. Before we start, have any of you seen the series okay. or the movie called Shooter with Bob Lee Swagger? No, no but I've is not. That the one Patrick recommended, didn't? I don't know. There's two seasons of Shooter, but then there's also a Mark Wahlberg movie. Mm. I saw part of that because I was interested because I'd read some of the books. I, I thought that was fairly lame. I didn't watch the whole thing. Remember yesterday I was talking about the movie The Killer? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I watched it last night. Yeah. It It's noir. It's really well done, but I had absolutely hmm. no clue what was going on. Oh, really? <laughs> That's tough. Tough to follow. It's tough to get to be my age and have to admit, yeah, I watch it, but I have no idea have what no the hell idea. is going on. Where are we? Uh, that's fancy-ass filmmaking where they do that on purpose. Kenny's salty today, isn't he? I'm it, actually with Kenny. I'm I'm sick of this S. Kenny, let's it's talk a, music. It's a story of a professional hitman <laughs> who screws up the assignment. That The film opens with him following up the assignment and then the rest of the movie is him apparently erasing all the people who would be upset at him for blowing the assignment ah boy see the endest thing i've ever seen what are my ads chris kenny i need a moon motorsports and a maple grove out of you today please thank you fratelloni's hardware and garden stores rolling tea time Frat- <laughs> Good luck in this win. Fratelloni's Where'd hardware. That ball go? Behind me. <laughs> Fratelloni's hardware and garden stores brings your garage logic podcast number 1191, November 14th, 2023. 71 degrees on this day in 1990. And I believe later in this week, we will encounter our last 70 of the season. Zero degrees on this day in 1919. Hail the flashlight, King. Hail you! And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers, Manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Hyde in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight, King. Fireworks Commissioner and the Keeper of Common Sense, your mayor, Joe Sushir. You know, we have a, t- a staff today that's a little uh, concerned about the way life is going. <laughs> and I, I don't say. blame the staff at all for being concerned about the way life is going. There's much there's much to be concerned about. Uh, we were talking about the play story in today's Star Tribune. A gun case has been thrown out over a traffic stop. We'll get that to that for a moment, in a moment. Kelsey has a good point. Are you aware of the story where the Secret Service people, I did not know grandchildren got Secret Service uh, attention, but apparently Biden's grandchild, I think it, her, his grandchild. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah, where we are. What? Well, John did the story I yesterday. I may have had news. that story in the news yesterday. Okay, well, I, I, yes. The, the point Kelsey was asking is, do you think we could get away with that? What do you mean? I mean, I'm all no, that, for it. I'm I glad to see, I'm yeah, glad the one, Secret Service people shot at these would-be bandits. They you're didn't absolutely, hurt anybody. Yeah. Could we do that? No, you're absolutely right, and I wondered that yesterday at the time. It, it, it struck me as being 
outrageous. I mean, these kids, thank God they were shot at. No offense. Uh, <laughs> but they must have approached the car and went, holy bleep, what's going on here? Because yeah. the Secret Service started firing. Right. Yeah. Okay, if we did that, wouldn't we be in jail? Can you imagine? You're trying to say that maybe there's two sets of rules for people in this well, country? Well, you're dealing there. The third rail would have come into play. Right. You're dealing with the protected child of a president in this case. And I, I did not know they were entitled to Secret Service protection. Apparently they are. And here come these knuckleheads who think they can bump this car off. And, they, and the Secret Service starts shooting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm. The answer is, of course, no. I'm suggesting that we could not do that. No, we could not. Well, then why did they get? Well, to in it? Minneapolis, Mary Moriarty would have thrown the book at us. No, wasn't didn't Jordy just send us a story about a good Samaritan in New York who stopped a crime with a handgun, and now that person oh, is yes. being prosecuted? Yes. I, I just read a story like and that yesterday from Jordy. The quote us. from the woman, Kenny. Correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't the quote from the woman saying, "I." I'm gl I'm thankful he was there to help me, but I wish he hadn't used a gun. To which, <laughs> to which I want to tell this woman, go bleep yourself. Go bleep yourself. And yeah. do you think that that would have stopped him? Oh, hey, Mister, oh, can you stop mugging me right now? I'd hey, really bear, appreciate hey, that. Bear. Under the guise of could that could we get away with that? Somewhat similar. This screwball in San Francisco, who is a dreadful, dreadful character, Gavin Newsom. He's miraculously got the streets of San Francisco cleaned up and free of poop mm -hmm. and everything sparkling except for the boarded up stores because the Chinese commie leader is coming to town. Right. Yeah. And did you see his comment? Well, why wouldn't you did, clean it up for the people who actually pay to live there? Did you see his comment? I had no. this in my news too, but I'll do it now. No, do it again. He, then. he, he said, well, it's just like if somebody comes to visit your house, don't you clean it up? No. Huh? Well, oh, apparently then he's willing to have a completely dirty house yeah. until he has company. Exactly. Anytime you put on yeah. an event, by definition, you know, you, you have people over your house, you're going to you clean go. up the house. You have 21 world leaders, you got tens of thousands of people coming from all uh, around the globe. Uh, what an opportunity to showcase the world's most extraordinary place well it's Amazon. not the world's most extraordinary <laughs> place it's in ruin didn't china do that when the olympics were there of course yeah yeah, yeah. that so, seems to me to not be reading the room at all uh, you know or maybe it's just me i don't know no uh, it's not just you why do you okay. think everybody's bringing it up do you know what i thought about when i saw those comments from our future president gavin newsom oh my god please <laughs> god please no i He's thought terrible when they have the the dnc convention in chicago they're gonna do the exact same thing oh absolutely as this. Now watch, uh, play it again, uh, uh, Chris. Hi. Yep. Uh, he's already practicing dropping his G's like a good Democrat. Listen to this. Anytime you put on an event, by definition, you know, you, you have people over your house, you're going to clean up the house. You have 21 world leaders, you got tens of thousands of people coming from all uh, around the globe. Uh, what an opportunity <clears throat> to showcase the world's most extraordinary place he dropped the g on you're, you're like we had this conversation before the show all you're doing is alienating yourself from, from real human beings when you start down this road this is let let all of this go then i Just, probably shouldn't play this cut Kevin. we're americans we speak like americans stop acting like you're from <laughs> london folks say oh they're just cleaning up this place because all those fancy leaders are coming into town um that's true 
<laughs> because it's true. Oh, what? but it's also true. What? For months and months and months prior to APEC, <clears throat> we've been having different conversations. Happen. Kenny, it's a dem- it's a it's a it's a Democratic Party affectation. Travel outside of the seven county metro and say hello to America. Yeah, but you let's pronounce not fight- Creek Crick. Let's not fight about that. Let's talk about something else that Reavers <laughs> brought up that I think is far more interesting. He keeps making these allusions and mentions about Newsom becoming the next president of the United States. And I think he's absolutely right. And you know who's to blame for it? Us. 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 We have allowed them to take over with our stupid, petty infighting and this far right nonsense versus the rhinos. And we've let we're going to keep letting them rule forevermore if we don't get our S together. Kenny is 100 percent. right. Say something, Joe. Come on. Anything. Show us you're still alive. I'm not going to say I'm not going to include us in the us. Well, um, we're not we're we're urging others to do something when maybe it should be us doing something. Okay, replace us with the, the Republican Party, right? There isn't one that's, that's worth worrying that's about. That's Kenny's entire point. Right, they, right. They, you know, and I'm going to brag for myself here, if you don't mind. And maybe Rook and Reavers will not remember this, but I told you guys you how did. long ago yep. that this party is going to be ruined with what's going on with it. That's yeah. when we were yeah. still on the radio because we, we were still in the, the radio. other room. And I, I told you, in fact, this. Kenny, hold on one second. I remember the conversation specifically, John, because I was standing outside your cubicle watching an afternoon Twins game, pretending to be screening calls and garage logic. <laughs> and I remember you were have, eating a handful of peanuts and you said, You guys keep thinking this Trump thing's a good idea. He's going to ruin the Republican Joe, Party. And you went on your tirade. By us, Joe, I mean the five of us sitting around, like we'll pick a guy out, like um, Matthew's kid, Matt. And urging him to run, or we'll find some other young guy in his 30s, 40s, and urging him to run. We need to take the bull, the bull by the horns. We need to, instead of going for our tea time at 2 o'clock and me going out to the woods and looking at stupid critters. What am I doing? We need to actually do something, make something happen. Well, I'm not find a GLer. A GLer with GL attitudes and get this person, him or her, I'm my shit's falling apart here. I'm so angry. I'm shaking. I don't you know what I'm is. saying. I know who it is locally. Kendall Qualls. Uh, well, I'm just th- let's just take it. Well, this is we're really drifting off point. But for mayor of St. Paul, I know who it would be if we could get the mayor of South St. Paul to move to St. Paul. Mm-hmm. Good example. Okay. He has got the character. He's got the, he's got whatever it is, he gets it. Personality. He's got tremendous personality. Then uh, and he's a GLer. The mayor let's of take over his, a guy named Jimmy Francis. Where his campaign then? Let's take over. Let's get him into St. Paul by the end of the year and get this going. That's going to be the hardest him, thing to do. I told him I would head up a group to buy him a house. Okay. There was the other candidate you had in mind who was coming in later this afternoon to record a show with yours truly, and his response to you was, yeah, but there was the 90s. No, that's my buddy said that. Oh, I thought Mike was the one that Maybe told Big him. deal. Yeah. Everybody on the Democratic side had their 90s or their <laughs> so, 80s. So Big the deal. Republican side, let's yeah, be honest, they all absolutely. have. Absolutely. We all did. <laughs> yeah. The whole public did. You recall the name Meredith Abbey-Kirsten. Sure. She is the Bloomington... Uh, Kennedy High School social studies teacher who uh, is an anti-Semite. Mm-hmm. 
I saw her on the news. Oh. Remember, I told you about a big Palestine rally at the state capitol on Saturday. And sure enough, on the news that night, I meant to mention this to you yesterday, <clears throat> on the news that night, or maybe it was just last night, she was interviewed as one of the participants. Only she had dropped the Kirstead. She was just going by Meredith Abbey. No uh, dash. Okay. And uh, that's, I just wanted to say that. That's all. I, I mean, she's she's practicing what she preaches. She uh, gets out of that classroom and cuts loose, huh? I'll say. Yeah. Well, that's all I had on that. <laughs> Meredith Abbey. I am so full with rage. I know My you ears are. are I'm trying up. to figure I... out how to mitigate this. Oh, here's one. This will just increase your rage. <laughs> Attaboy. Uh, who wrote me this? Uh, David. Here's the surrender. In the Minneapolis City Council election, sixth word incumbent Jamal Osmond won re-election. Despite the very recent front page headline in the Star Tribune telling us that Keith Ellison's office is shutting down Osmond's wife's nonprofits that were involved in the Feeding Our Future scandal. And one or two days before Election Day, I received a mailing from Osmond that stated Jamal is endorsed by Keith Ellison. Four hey. other endorsers were pictured. Lisa Goodman, Jason Chavez, uh, Ilhan Omar, and Omar Fateh. I wonder what Ellison thinks of this. As to Osmond's victory, does it mean the Klan, C-L-A-N, does it mean the Klan elders continue to support him? Does it simply mean that the voters are ill-informed? One must indeed wonder. Mm. They do, obviously. My God, we're just we're <sighs> we're just doubling and tripling down on all of this nonsense. And they... I don't have and this is why I said this I have zero sympathy for the for the people that live closest to the country's <laughs> tallest building. Sorry. No sympathy for well, you. So now... you, can't, you can't play that game, Chris. It's very childish and it it leads to nothing and it's not productive. Okay. And what's the alternative? Well, the alternative is to shut up. You go live in <laughs> Iowa or wherever the hell you live. But why? Okay, because I got accused of this the other day. Why? Why, why did I make that decision? Then fine. I still work in the city. Fine. Then, then right. Take it easy. I'm just saying. You're, 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 uh, we, I, we know that you live in uh, a commune somewhere in rural <laughs> Iowa. That that's, has nothing to do with anything. The prop that has become. The, the the battle cry of the left. Well, you don't have the right to have uh, an opinion on what happens in our city. You don't live here. Well, there's a lot of people that are like a lot of people that are like me mm -hmm. that did used to live in the damn city. We're <laughs> fed up with this crap. Well, and the opposite doesn't hold true, Chris. They're more than willing to tell the country folks how to live their lives. Of course. Absolutely. Well, meantime, in Minneapolis. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Meet me in range. Minneapolis. Minneapolis police pulled over Cecil Wayman for a broken headlight on a black Cadillac DeVille while he was driving downtown late one night in August, Matt. Okay. Uh, as a, and a resulting search of his vehicle turned up a gun that Wayman, 49, was not legally allowed to have. Uh-oh. He was charged with being a felon in possession of a firearm and spent 90 days in jail until Hennepin County prosecutors dropped the case and Wayman reunited with his American bulldog, Lord Unicorn. Yeah, I love how they put that human touch in there. Unicron, Joe. Transformer. Transformer. Ah, Unicron. His public defender, Lindsey Van Beek, argued that not only were Wayman's civil rights violated, 
in the stop and search, but officers also violated terms of a court enforceable agreement or consent decree enacted in July between the Minneapolis Department of Human Rights and the city of Minneapolis in the wake of George Floyd's murder. Among terms of the 144-page agreement, officers cannot stop drivers for minor equipment violations like a light out. Did you know that, Matt? I did not know that. Yeah. That's new. To Cecil's credit, he actually brought this up when he was being pulled over, Van Beek said. He reminded the cop, the police that they weren't supposed to stop him for a headlight. Hey, let me tell you how to do your job. I don't want to go on. Uh, there's no... Uh, I, well, I, the next I don't paragraph, know where to take us, people. The, the next paragraph is worth uh, reading right. because it... But MPD is denying it violated the consent decree because the agreement hasn't gone into effect yet. Yeah. And despite police reform measures made two years ago, ending certain pretextual stops for instances like expired tabs or an item dangling from the mirror, MPD says broken headlights or taillights are still grounds to stop. That must be in the 144-page degree. Under current Minneapolis police policy, a traffic stop based on a broken headlight is not prohibited. The assertion that therefore that there was a violation of the settlement agreement is incorrect, MPD spokesman Garrett Parton said in a written statement. Can I say something? Go. Wouldn't a bus in headlight be a considerable safety factor? Thank you. Yes. Boy, thank you. I was waiting for you to pause so I could bark that what, out. What in God's name is it? You you need to have a lights on. Yeah. I, it's, don't you feel like a sap sometime for following the law? Yes. Yep. Getting my tabs. I wouldn't dare drive a car with a busted headlight. No. I saw a car with tabs the other day with 21. <laughs> Jesus. I see. Yeah, you'll see a couple of twenty twos every once in a while. Twenty one. I see it oh, regularly. Yeah. Do you really? Yeah. Okay. What the on, hell? Uh, on last night's roadworthy rescue, Derek Beery and his brother Sean fixed up a piece of crap they pulled out of the forest, and they're driving it in rural Kansas. Hmm. It has no taillights. They're stopped by the cops. He explained to him, man, we just got this car running. We're, we got a mile to go. We're going to a body shop. And the cop said, okay, I'll follow you. That's oh. rural. That's far away from the country's tallest building. Gotcha. Either that or they were in on the show. I, I don't know. I mean, they obviously saw that the uh, Derek's I, car was being filmed. I, uh, I had the same thing pulling a trailer in the middle of the night in Wisconsin a few years ago in the winter. A uh, county cop and uh, a sheriff in Wisconsin followed me to a parking lot, helped me fix the lights. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he was that adamant that I not continue, that he helped me find the ground and fix it. So now the police department and the county attorney's <clears throat> office, I guess, are wrangling over whether the police had a right to do this, which seems like a moot point because uh, Honest to God. a felon with dropped. a gun, a felon, a felon with, a gun. with a, you go home. You're okay. We're <laughs> sorry you for inconveniencing you. We, you won't do anything wrong, Mr. Felon with a gun. Well, Wayman has a lengthy and violent criminal history that includes assault, and he's on St. Paul's Level 3 Sex Offender um, Registry. No, he's got a dog, Joe. Although Wayman wasn't supposed to <laughs> have a gun. 
individuals in this country have the liberty to move without law enforcement interference. Apparently that's his, one of his lawyers. Law enforcement is government action on individuals. And unless it's stopped at points where it's illegal, you are excusing violations of individual liberty. You know how we have uh, good times and bad times with the real estate? You know, it's a good time right now to be in the real estate business. Now's a really good time to be a defense attorney, isn't it? Or a criminal. Yeah, I mean, it's really good business right now. How how many illegal items would he have to be carrying in order for them to not step in and let him go? Like an arsenal? Um, 30 guns? 50 guns? 100 guns? How many pounds of meth? Or crack or weed or well, weed's legal now, so scratch that. But you know what I'm saying. I'm, I'm not sure that uh, kidnapped children it would it would be okay if you had a trunk full of kids. What I, I would hope that might not. Pass. I mean, it's just a headlight. Come on, man. Uh, so in this case, the police are seen as depriving this fellow of his rights. A felon. That apparently were agreed to in a consent decree, which is 144 pages long. But the police contend that the consent decree, uh, A, has not been uh, uh, signed off on yet, and B, does not include Joe. broken headlights. <laughs> Joe, that 144 pages from yesterday, you know what that 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 is? Huh. Verbose. <laughs> <laughs> it's verbose. Yeah. You want a guy that's got a great idea about Grunhoffers? Yeah. Listen to this. This guy has a million-dollar idea. Grunhofer's old-fashioned meats in Hugo and Forest Lake. Uh, Gary writes, I've come up with a million-dollar marketing idea for Grunhofer's. The delicious duo Bratman and Kebabin, staunch defenders of the <laughs> grilling and GL way of life in America, battling against Metropolis's number one criminal, the Woker. There's a choice uh, there's a choice for pronouncing Bratman. Could either be an A-T or an aught. Bratman or Bratman. No, 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 Bratman. I'll leave it to others more talented than me to expand on the million-dollar idea for actual copy for ads. You may deposit the million dollars in my PayPal account at this address. His point being that uh, what a great way to fight the Wokers with your Bratmans yes. and your kebabs. Because Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats is the meat emporium of Garage Logic, Bavarian Octa. Oktoberfest bratwurst, tater tot, hot dish bratwurst, pre-made meals you can call and order, and they'll have a meal waiting for you, ready to go. You can call either store. And, Rookie, you're going to get me that telephone number for both the Forest Lake store Point and, of the, order here, and Mr. the Hugo Mayor. store, yes. If we do come up with the Bratman comic, since Batman was Marvel, would he have to follow the no, same? No, no, Batman was DC. I have the phone number. You wrote. Got them both. I got yeah. them both. Okay. I got them. Oh, I see what you did there. Uh, not only can you call Grunhoffers and place an order and have it picked up or pick it up yourself, but you can call them if you're interested in employment in the meat industry Ooh. because Grunhoffers is booming and they need help. You can call the Hugo store at 651-426-2800 or the Forest Lake store at 651-982-1182. Soon, a White Bear Lake area Grunhoffers will be opening, and it's the best for all meat possible that you can imagine. Best for grilling, best for indoor cooking, whatever you want. Grunhoffers Old Fashioned Meats in Hugo, just north of Hugo on Highway 61, and Grunhoffers Old Fashioned Meats in Forest Lake, just east of 35 on Highway 97. 
Steely Dan and Marvel and DC. Come on, Chris. I was along with you there. <laughs> I knew what you were doing. And then, and then, and then Brett, man. Uh, okay. Yes. Eli. Cecil Wayman is pictured in today's Star Tribune with his two public defenders, and he's wearing his hat indoors, gangster style. Sideways. Oh, a little side, askew? Yeah. yeah, a little askew. askew. Yeah. I like that. Big word for me. Apparently, it's come down to this. If you're a mm -hmm. black motorist, you get to drive with non-functioning headlights. I disagree. Headlights know no color or race. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. You can quote me on that, too. Uh, Joe! What? Are you ready? Yeah. Who's got something? Kenny Olson, who's filled with rage. Um. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm ready now. Ready? Yeah. <clears throat> what is that? <laughs> Top Gun, baby. Let's go. Revving up the engine. Did you put that in there? I did not. Oh, wait a minute. Um, Maybe when he went through his, ma his no, Maverick love the, vest. Uh, the eight-year-old was in here, and he wanted to play mayor. I'll show you the video. With the other mm. day when they He's were probably here. not sticking around for the video, I he bet. Oh, yeah. they got here. He's got a thing. He said, I want to play Joe today. So he's playing that and fart Take sounders. your hand off. Quit saying crick. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm rolling. Oh, I have <laughs> you cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Suchere. Get those dirt bikes back out for Pete's sakes. For, for crying out loud. Uh, this off-road rider weather alert brought to you by Moon Motorsports Minnesota. We've got great weather this week. That means bonus trail riding time. For you ultimate trail riders, Moon Motorsports wants you to know that they have the lowest prices on the very capable Can-Am Mavericks in the region. Side-by-side, -side. awesome, with markdowns of up to $6,700. That isn't a typo. It's not a mistake. I actually called Moon to make sure. Markdowns of 6700 on the Can-Am side-by-side. Uh, if deals are what you're after right now, Moon is still offering zero payments until 2024. 20, uh, free first motorcycle service or oh, and your free choice of winter storage or free delivery if you live in the state. Uh, Moon Motorsports are right there in Monticello. Just a hop, skip, and a jump from the Twin Cities. We're talking Can-Am, Polaris, KTM, Yamaha, Honda, Experts, 11 total brands right there in one showroom in Monticello. Moonmotorsports.com. I knew I'd forget, but thank you for <laughs> yep. I knew right away. Right when he's waving his hands, flailing at you, he's like, he's not going to remember. No, I love when he brings his song back up. And, of course, I told him to, and then I forgot that he was going to. That's all right. So it's all on me. It's all my right, fault cowboy. if you were offended. Okay, PJ Fleck. <laughs> I don't understand this, uh, but I think we're in a mood today where there's much we don't understand. Although I must say this, uh, when I uh, awakened today and went outside for my daily oh. office, 
I just thought it was the neatest day with that wind howling and the warmth in the sun and leaves separating from the trees. Love it. Yeah. I just love it. Yeah. Where was I? I don't remember. Out for a walk. The city of Minneapolis is looking to hire a nationally recognized team to help guide its efforts to reimagine public safety. Okay. okay. I have a couple of points to make. I've lost track of how many people they've hired to do this. And two, uh, if I was running for office, one of the first things I would say to the constituency is I will never use the word reimagine. We're fixing way too many things that aren't broken. And uh, we have to quit reimagining public safety. There's nothing to reimagine. You're either safe or you're not. But we're now going to pay a million bucks to, uh, and this is Fry introducing a proposal under which New York University School of Law's policing project would be paid up to a million bucks over two years. The task to figure out how to implement a public safety redesign plan commissioned by the city and completed this summer by a team based out of Harvard. Before you continue, can I ask an adult question? Yes. This million dollars, uh, where's it coming from? Uh, is this a grant from the United States government that's going to be shelled out under the table? Well, wherever it's coming from, uh, it was generated by taxpayers. <laughs> yeah. But but what are you people doing? And the, the, the truth is, the average person got up today and either isn't even going to read this or if they do, not give a bleep. But what do you be asking yourself? Wait a minute. You're hiring the New York team to come in and help you figure out what the Harvard team told you. Mm. Why not call the Harvard team back up and say, we're having trouble reimagining what you told us. Why don't you come back here and tell us what you meant? It sounds to me like they're hiring the New York team, give them a million bucks to come in here and figure out how to implement a public redesign plan commissioned by the city and, compl and, and completed by a team from Harvard. No plan will ever be completed or implemented. When I read this, what I saw, what, what I heard was the mayor saying, I'm going to take a million dollars, taxpayer dollars, I'm going to convert them into $100 bills, and for the next two years, I'm going to wipe my butt with them. Wow. <laughs> that is Flush them down the toilet and send them to New Orleans with all the rest of the Swedes. Because that's what's going to happen, Joe. It's a complete boondoggle and waste of money. Nothing will become of it except we're out a million bucks. And so Next far, story. We, so far, <laughs> what we've gotten from these, and I mean this literally, not figuratively, a number of programs, so many that we can't keep track of them. Right. One of them was the uh, national involvement of the Justice Department to come up with this consent decree under which the Minneapolis cops have to work. And then we discovered today, which apparently got the coppers in trouble for stopping some felon for uh, not having a headlight. 
who so, ended up having a gun, which he wasn't supposed see, to. See, as I reimagine public safety, I don't let him go because I'm imagining public safety would be better off if he was held responsible for that action. Yes. And they might say, well, he was. He had spent 90 days in, the, in jail. Even though he's a level three. And he had a gun. Right. Which he wasn't supposed to have. But why back do they, to the reimagining. Why do they have to hire anybody? Why doesn't the mayor get in a squad with a Minneapolis police officer and ride around for a week? And then you're going to see how safe and thriving your little community is. And while you're at it, every council member should have to do the same thing. Absolutely. This work, bringing in the New York law school people to apparently interpret the Harvard University people, is seen as the next step in Minneapolis's closely watched efforts to transform its approach to public safety. Again, all of this post-George Floyd and and the longer history of discriminatory policing in the city. It follows the July release of, a, uh, this one says it's 143 page, mm-hmm. safe and thriving community report. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> from a team led by Antonio Oftelli, a Minneapolis native serving as executive director of Harvard University's leadership for a networked world. Off Telly is also the federal monitor of a decree between Seattle and the U.S. Department of Justice. I, I have to turn the page. This is this is too good to be true. Yeah, it it just gets worse or better. Whatever you're. It's the bottom left. Thank you. <laughs> I'm just waiting. I'm so No, I know. I got you. Minneapolis is currently operating under a state-monitored settlement, which I believe would be the one that affected the headlight, and is expected to be under, oh, oh, and is expected to be under a federal consent decree as a result of its legacy of policing that violates the Constitution, especially for rights of blacks and Native Americans. All right. I have a deep thought coming up. The NYU team was sought out specifically for the next phase of the work because it has unique expertise in monitoring policing alternatives in a number of American cities, including San Francisco. How's that working out for you? Denver and Chicago. How's that working out? (laughs) According to Fry and Todd Barnett, that's (laughs) that's the new Commissioner of Public Safety, the judge who was uh, plucked from the judgeship to become, I think he took Cecil the Entertainer's position. The NYU team is expected to play a role in public meetings across the city and specifically within the police department's third precinct where the city is committed to opening a new police station and an envisioned Community Safety Center. Oh, it sounds nice. The contract was approved Monday by a city council committee and will be considered by the full council later this week. Funding would, here's here's Kenny's answer. Funding would come from a combination of unspent city funds and charitable donations. This move to destroy the United States has as an important component revisiting virtually everything in this country. 
the the revision of history is rampant. It's underway, and there's no starting or stopping point for it. In other words, post-George Floyd, uh, the Minneapolis cops have been accused of nefarious behavior going back to apparently about 1878. And, and we have to remedy that, even though all those policemen from from the 19th and early 20th century are no longer with us. But we have to we have to amend everything that ever took place. Why is what, it on us? What Ramsey and Sibley did in the 1800s is our fault. Yep, and we're and and it's it's a lousy way to live. Uh, it's a very it's a very uh, uh, burdensome way to live when you have to uh, walk through the landscape wondering if everything you do is somehow a laying on of hands to your ancestors. Uh, it's just it's just ridiculous. And so that's why there might be no end to the reimagining. At what point would the reimaginers be satisfied? Right. What's their there, number? What's there, your number? What's your gas is, price number? There's never a point. May I say a word about diversity? Please. It's all BS because the people who practice it, I mean, the people who preach it don't practice it. <clears throat> there's a picture in the Minneapolis paper of the new St. Paul City Council. Uh, seven members, six of whom are women of color. They're all women. Great. But they're all, uh, there's not an ounce of difference in them ideologically. That's not diversity. How, where's the white man represented there? To them, diversity is only if you're a woman or you have a, a skin of color. So that's only the politics of identity. It's not the politics of diverse well, ideas. Don't forget who you can apricots with. That's a big deal, too. Right. <clears throat> what do you mean? Well, you have I to mean, play for are, a certain team, Kenny's saying. Yeah. Oh, yeah. As part of the litmus test. Quick aside, did you see your guy, Mayor Carter, being interviewed, interviewed by Channel 5? No. Yeah. He was, talk, he was talking about, with this new cycle now in St. Paul, all the change that's coming for the city. Uh, Melvin, you've been in charge for some time now. Mm-hmm. There's no diversity in the St. Paul City Council, and there's no diversity on the Minneapolis City Council. These hypocrites are lying to you when they preach about diversity. Diversity to them is only two, is they, they settle on about two things, and if you don't meet those criteria, you're not diverse. Women and gender confusion. Then you're, we, then you're diverse. It's, it's, it's all on the voters. It's we can bitch and scream and moan and point out all all things that are wrong all we want. It's all on the voters. The voters. Do you think this story you just read about the NYU team? Do you think that makes the voters happy, or B? Do you think that they don't read the paper and they don't know and they don't care? I'm beginning to think they don't know and they don't care. Exactly. And the reason they vote for them and Ilhan Omar and everybody else has nothing to do with what these people can do for the county, the city, the state, the country. It has everything to do with everything you just mentioned. Mm -hmm. Color of their skin, their ethnicity, who they can apricots with. And that's what identifies to them diversity. 
Yep. How about some diversity of thought? No, 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 no. That is the that's the enemy. No. You are not supposed to think. You're supposed to think what we want you to think. We know what happens with diversity of thought every time somebody goes to speak at the U of M or any other college around the country, failed university. I don't know how the center of the American experiment got to the four finalists for the Golden Turkey Award that they did because they're, they're, the probabilities were endless. But the Golden Turkey Award will be announced by the center of the American experiment on November 22nd. Right here on this show. You a week can from vote tomorrow? Now. Yeah, you can vote now. You can go to the uh, AmericanExperiment.org slash Golden Turkey and make your choices. Pick one of the, the $500 million office building, which is unneeded. And people are still working at home and on and on and on. That's that's not needed. The Flying Squirrel Study. Mm-hmm. That's a 17.6. No, I'm sorry. That's 186 grand. To study squirrels? Well, where could they fly? Come on. Yeah. Come on. A $195 million Northern Lights Express, some other train scam, uh, and the endless money pit of the governor's uh, mansion. That's up to 12 mil and counting. Mm. Uh, I don't know how the American experiment came up with these finalists. They're great finalists, but, man, they had to go through a lot. And... uh, if you're not checking out the center of the American Experiments website every day, you're missing the boat because they're a sane voice in this otherwise state that has become insane. Go to uh, AmericanExperiment.org slash Golden Turkey and vote for your choice for this year's Golden Turkey Award, Golden Turkey of the Year Award. Let's go to John. Okay. John. Great. Yeah. Yes, Chris. That's what I was going to ask. Yeah. North American Banking Company. Yep. Got that. And then if you could at your midway point, throw it to Rook. Rookster. Rook, today I need Ray and Welter, please. Got it. Oh, I need to get you a flagpole. Bernie got you a flag, but I need to get you a flagpole. Mother of God, here's another one I missed. The State Board on Aging failed in several ways to provide meaningful oversight of the senior nutrition program (laughs) that provides meals to some 40,000 Minnesotans. Yeah. Is that coming up in the newscast, John? It's not, but I did see the story and thought, hmm, again? Mother of God. What the Sam hell? Does anything work? Everything is broken. How come? Here, a little something to chew on. Chew on this. How come we're hiring 87,000 new IRS agents uh, who are going to be keenly alert if you've had bank transactions over 600 bucks? But in cities like San Francisco, it's no longer a crime to shoplift anything uh, below $950. It does not pay to be honest in this country. 
You're bearing the burden for everything. We're hiring 87,000 IRS people to breathe down your neck yeah. if you have a $600 transaction at a bank. But in the meantime, in Frisco, you can go into a store and steal $949 worth of stuff, and it's okay. B as in B, S as in S. Even worse, do you hate it when a song gets stuck inside of your head? Do song. <laughs> Turn that off. <laughs> Turn it off. Uh, caramba. <laughs> what is that reference to it's, horses? It's from that one I played is from the Lego movie we watched over the oh weekend. And William says, you should play that for Joe. He's going to yell at you. We tell William I'm coming after him. <laughs> <laughs> A little creep. Uh, wait, what is it? <clears throat> um, what? What did I label? Oh yeah, I got it under the wrong thing here. I did something I'm very proud of. It's on my Twitter account right now. You've it's been really active neat. as hell lately, Kenny. What the hell? It's really neat. I just retweeted something from the Krabby account. Yeah, Do you think horses get songs stuck in their heads? Oh. That's where that's, that's Tina from. from Bob's Burgers. Oh, it sounds like Wayne from uh, Wayne Wayne's Garth. World or Garth from uh, where is yeah. MSP underscore traffic? MSP <clears throat> said that at the Can we get going here. <laughs> guy sold a friend a neat ski boost that a fellow landed. Oh, that's cool. That thing's worth $800. It's in perfect original condition and i sold it to him for three hundred dollars because i knew he wasn't going to turn it you know yeah and uh he lended it to ollie's service and alexander did lent it lended it borrowed loaned. it loaned um gave it to him <laughs> see this is what i mean <laughs> no i was waiting i was waiting I mean. for that you are not one of us <laughs> you, are, you are not an american kenny does it run <clears throat> No, the the ski boost is the little trailer thing that the kids. Sit oh, in. gotcha! Yeah. <clears throat> Where did you find that originally? That is really cool. Isn't Can that neat? Yeah. No, you can't. <laughs> oh, that's new. I got. Uh... I know it looks brand new, and it's from the early seventies. Yeah, it's really neat, Kenny. Let's go here. Are you ready? Oh, okay, Joe? Kenny. Oh, okay, Kenny. Kenny. Okay, Kenny. All right. I got a just, lot of news that we already talked about. So that's fine. Let me just grab that a bomb. Hurts my feelings. Lego oh, yeah. man. That's the wrong one. Whoops. Uh, um, I want to take golf carts. That's fine. <laughs> All right. You ready, Ken? Okay. Rolling. Cue the tail and stand by. The earth is not your mother. The Joe Suchere Show. You want a good deal at Maple Grove Lock and Safe, a Black Friday deal? You're going to have to wake up at 2 a.m. the night after eating all that turkey. Uh, camp out, bring your sleeping bag, boots, heater, the whole deal, and wait in line. And uh, I'm totally, absolutely lying. Rich wouldn't do that to us. We're adults. If you want a good deal at Maple Grove Lock and Safe with his Black Friday sale, just saunter in any old time. It's running now through Thanksgiving with the purchase of a Liberty Colonial Centurion USA or Freedom Model Safe. You'll get a free light kit, a dehumidifier, and safe power outlet kit installed. 
It's a remarkable deal. These are must-have accessories for any Liberty safe. They've got over 60 safes on display there in the showroom in Maple Grove. And when you buy one, you know you're buying the best safe ever made, made right here in these United States of America. Uh, and there's a brand new Liberty policy regarding uh, held company-held access codes. Ask, ask Rich about it. I think it's going to make you happy. Again, a free light kit, a dehumidifier, safe power outlet kit installed at Maple Grove Lock and Safe with the purchase of a Liberty Colonial Centurion USA or Freedom model, 6901 East Fish Lake Road in Maple Grove, and always on the web, maplegrovelockandsafe.com. Yesterday I was trying to find video that I initially saw on Twitter of a kid appearing to levitate as he walks. Yeah. Yeah. And thanks to some emailers that they've all been provided to me. It's called the Juby Walk, I believe. And it's really cool. And I have little people in my circle who I know can do that if they don't already. So thank you. I will forward all that to them. Here's John Hyde in the news. Why, thank you, Joe. This news is brought to you by North American Banking Company. A story Joe had, uh, and we'll uh, supply a few more details here, Minneapolis city leaders moving forward with their plans to improve public safety. Yesterday, a city council committee advanced a contract that focuses on providing dispatchers with options beyond using police to respond to some 911 calls. The plan, which includes a contract with the NYU School of Law's policing project, focuses on safer communities and has been months in the making. And Mayor Jacob Fry now says it's the time to bring the plan to life. The final approval allows the city to hire Minneapolis native and Harvard University's Dr. Antonio Oftoli and his team for $1 million for a two-year mm. term starting on December 1st. The team will implement the plan from NYU while using Dr. Oftoli's 143-page report. Now, this is different than the 144-page report oh, in the other yeah. story. Yeah. That reimagines how to respond to 911 calls as its foundation. The plan's basis is a part of the city's larger goal of having more response options than police and first responders and could include civilians who are well-versed in specific traumas or places. Let's have a hammer patrol. And then if you get a report <clears throat> of a car with one headlight... You dispatch the hammer patrol so they can smash out the one that works. Oh, and idea. then the guy would never be Got seen. It. There we right. go. That's yeah. a good idea. Yeah. The Great. truth of the matter is in Minneapolis, due to the lack of officers, oftentimes the response is non-existent. Mm -hmm. They just can't respond because they don't have the personnel. I read a tweet or a Facebook post from the Minneapolis police that went out to construction workers and people that work on your homes to uh, lock your vehicles and don't hang out alone because there's groups of kids going around uh, robbing, robbing people with guns. And you can't shoot, unlike the Secret Service. Right. A uh, story Chris alluded to, all the election results are now official in St. Paul, the city council. Uh, all seven members now are women, all of them under the age of 40, six of them people of color. And St. Paul Mayor Melvin Carter told our friends at Five Eyewitness News he thinks the upcoming months will be a chance to work together toward what he calls positive and progressive change in the city. 
He said, I think it'll be really helpful to have folks in this building and space doing the work with us who have very little allegiance to the way things have sort of always been done around City Hall. The mayor said the new group of city council members will mesh well with this administration. He said the thing our administration is going to have to do is be willing to work with people who are bringing fresh energy and fresh ideas to City Hall. And let me tell you, if we're not ready to do that, then maybe I am the problem and not them. There are two women who should have won because they would have had, they would have brought ideological diversity, Pam Tollison and Patty Hartman. They, neither of them won. They're not women of color and they don't have progressive views. So right now, white women are even off the table. It's not good enough to just be a woman. Well, if one gotta... white woman made it, but she chose the mark with all the progressives. That's Noker. Mm. Demolition at the Kmart on Lake Street in Minneapolis began this morning. Well, officials haven't said exactly what the future holds for the lot. Demolition crews are scheduled to be on site all week working on the building. The store closed in 2020. It's been mostly vacant since then, except for a temporary U.S. Postal Service office. Although it was supposed to be demolished next spring and reconnected to the area of Nicollet Mall, a fire that broke out in the vacant building just last month expedited that process. A preparation work for the demolition began last week. But did, did they show up with sledgehammers? <clears throat> this is what Sludge. set me off earlier. <laughs> I don't know if, John, if you had logged in yet, but watching the news this morning, the uh, they were there this morning or yesterday for a groundbreaking ceremony yeah. where they propped up um, a board. It, it Basically, the board looked like it was sheetrock. And then they turned the boy mayor and some other nimcompoop loose with these eight-pound sledgehammers, which these little <laughs> wussies could barely pick up. And they just barely got them up to head level and pushed them through the sheetrock and then stood around congratulating themselves. And then the camera pans back, you know, and all you can see is a wall, a white wall. The camera pans back. And you see, it's just a piece of sheetrock that's been propped up in the middle of the parking lot. Like a movie set. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we've, they, they were elected. They're, mm -hmm. they're running, these children are running your lives. Mm -hmm. Kenny, when they, when they uh, ripped the sledgehammer through that uh, piece of drywall, <laughs> did they look at their hands and go, ah, like kind of shake yeah, it? She going, gave ah. some resistance. <laughs> they were holding on to that sludge. The sledgehammer was controlling them. They weren't controlling the hammer. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, two people were killed after a fiery crash yesterday near the border of Brooklyn Park and Champlin on 169. It happened about 1130 in the morning. Uh, it was inattentive driving, apparently, that caused it. The Honda Pilot, a Jeep Liberty, and a Chevrolet Silverado, all approaching 109th Avenue on 169 when traffic was slowing to a stop because of the light in the area. The uh, Chevrolet rear-ended the Jeep, which then crashed into the Honda. The vehicles then oh. caught fire. Both occupants of the Jeep, a man and a woman, were pronounced dead at the scene. The driver of the Silverado was brought to the hospital, non-life-threatening injuries. The crash caused a section of Highway 169 to be closed for almost four hours yesterday. I initially tweeted all of this, and then when I saw the crash investigation team show up, I just deleted everything. Uh, I just can't imagine being a relative or a friend or a family and seeing that show up on a Twitter feed, so I just I pulled it. Kenny, but it it was so grim, guys. It well, was so grim. The texting, once again, is just getting out of control behind the wheel. Remember a couple of years ago when I don't know if it was State Patrol or whoever, but they 
basically started these stings where they just had a bunch of officers in school buses just yeah. driving around yeah. on the freeways. Yeah. Yeah. Are we going to have to start doing that again? Because the Hope texting's so. getting completely out of control once again. Yep. Where was that crash, Kenny? Uh, 169 northbound at 109th up in the Champlain, Osseo oh, area. Got it. Yep. Fans of Prince, who was known not just for his music, but for his clothing, will have a chance to bid on some of his clothing in an online auction this week. The collection, including more than 200 lots up for sale, was assembled by a, assembled by a French collector who initially had hoped to open a museum celebrating the musician, but later scrapped the plan. The collector had reached out to individuals who worked closely with Prince to gather the items, thinking that the artist who died in 2016 was not only a musical virtuoso, but also a fashion icon. Sorry. According to the auction house. Well, One of the highlights. Prince isn't aware of that. It's so Prince, be... though. I don't care. Icon the... gets foghorn. One of the highlights of the auction, a white ruffled shirt. You probably remember this. He wore this in Purple Rain. Also at the American Music Awards, the auction house estimated its value at $15,000. The auction traces Prince's evolution in music and fashion from his Purple Rain era through his death. Also up for auction, the outfit Prince wore in uh, From Under the Cherry Moon, the 1986 film that he directed. They placed the value of that at forty-five grand. Other items up for bid include a pair of high-heeled blue boots from the Act One tour, also a blue Schecter cloud guitar played by Prince, valued at four grand, and a chain yeah. hat. Me too, yes. Ravers. You go first. You go I'm ahead, gonna, anybody. You, you, you go ahead, Kenny. Because I well, uh, tomorrow at this, um, what are you calling it? A town council meeting. We have a town council meeting tomorrow, uh, Councilman Olson. Yeah, I plan on addressing <laughs> this very topic. Um, I think if you fit the description of an icon, that you're an icon, and that word cannot be foghorned under any circumstances. Prince was an icon. Well, we've been he, through this. He is an icon, and I don't care what your silly little rules are. Um, wow. He's an icon, and you do, not, you do not foghorn Prince under any circumstances. So, well, here's the problem, Councilman Olson. The uh, and you, you can you can bring this up when I have my gavel in my hand. Let's see how brave you are then. And uh, the problem, Councilman Olson, is that you could say the same thing about every foghornable word. They all have their correct use, but they've all been corrupted because everything's an icon. You have iconic but, hamburgers. Okay. Okay. Ooh, okay. Yeah. okay. But, let's talk about that. He's an icon. Too bad. And where is the word icon properly used? Where where would one Prince? Use? Well, well it, it would be properly is what Joe is saying used there, but it's so overused it, it, in places it, where it, it should be used, used for Prince. Okay. But, but not when it's used for a, a new sidewalk. Okay. I or a yeah. sandwich. Yeah. Oh. Can we uh, can we submit um words <laughs> to the foghornable list? Yes, Councilman Olson, you may. Because I respectfully want to add literally to the list. I know. I try not to use it because I know you hate it. Oh, it makes me so mad. Yeah, yeah. Especially when they, then they'll extend the word out and they'll go, literally. By like the way, uh, by the way, by the way, Councilman Olson, I'm not sure where I stand on the use of the word uh, on the sound of the T in often. 
Uh, Often. Yeah. Is Often. It, would you look that up, please? Uh, get your uh, pronouncer. I believe the... uh, Councilman Olson is correct. Really? Yeah. When I, you I've when you escape, tea guy. when you, you escape the seven county metro area, you go yes, with the tea? It's pronounced it's often. It's a hard T. I would go with a soft T. Often. Often. Yeah. Uh, often. Matt, where yeah, are you on the word? I often say often. I don't say got, often. No, I'm not we a got, tea guy. We got three so oftens and two often. So it's O F F I N often. Yep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you better get right. off my property. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't say the word crick. Wow. You guys recall? Do you have it? Oh, uh, I've got a crick. I got a whole bunch. Where's of your crick. mind? I got one in my neck. Oh my God. <laughs> you don't have a creek you in your neck. Often. <laughs> You have a crick in your neck. Often. Wait. Often. Often. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. There's no hard T in the word often. Often. No, there's no hard T in often, Councilman Olsen. Often. Okay, why Mr. Latida. Why don't we, uh, at this often. point, take um, take a break and talk to Rook, who often does really good spots. Oh, John. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, often I get a text from uh, Rick Welter. <laughs> often on? Often on. Often on I do. <laughs> And it's really nice what he said the other day. He said, go ahead and please, um, where is it now? Please use some time to talk about second store and give to the second store and give to the max day. Now, I know we have uh, play, uh, for Patrick, and we're focusing on that on give to the max day with GLers. When is give to the max day? Thursday. All right. Thursday. But it's nice of the Welter family to re recognize that there are some great charities out there that give back to the community. They've been giving back to the community for the last 100 years at Welter, not by charitable, but by giving you the straight dope on how to fix your heating unit, your cooling unit, et cetera. And they want that to transfer over to the good work that Second Stork does. Second Stork is a wonderful program, and I know that you will choose your money wisely on Give to the Max Day wherever you would like to place that money. Uh, I really rep, um, appreciate that uh, Schoonover's got that going, and I appreciate that Second Stork has got that going. So think wisely on um, Give to the Max Day, and we appreciate everything and every dime you've given us so far ever at Second Stork. To the Welter family, thank you for that time. Uh, Rick and his family, again, four generations and 100 years of helping you. So that means they are pillars of the community. They're not fly-by-nights. Welterheating.com or call 612-825-6867. Thank you to the Welter family for allowing me to uh, promote Second Stork on Give to the Max Day. I don't know. Huh. Are you having a stroke? I don't know. That happens sometimes. Hey, Chris, uh, read one. Fine. <laughs> Chris, again. read that email uh, when we come back from Mike. I think he makes an excellent point. Which one from Mike? Oh, Mike Price? Yeah. We just received it here in the last 10 minutes. Johnny. Yes, sir. Uh, tickets go on sale Friday, November 17th at 10 a.m. for April 4th State Theater appearance of Herbie Hancock? Yep. Wow. Herbie Hancock live. I will go see that because he he he's about 80, but he still plays great. Did you see what Biden said to the Golden Knights when they were at the White House? What sport do you play? 
We just call them the Philadelphia Eagles. Just one promise. Don't get the Philadelphia Eagles to leave and go. <laughs> to leave and go? Not only you got the wrong uh, sport there, Joe, but you also got the wrong team. What the wow. hell are you talking about? Exactly. <laughs> to leave and That's, go. One player turns to the other and does this thing, that universal sign for... <laughs> How would you like to be his... Uh, uh, what do you call those things? Interpreters, right? For deaf uh, people. Well, KGP, she's basically just resorted to whenever she's asked a tough question, she just gets up and leaves. Who's KGP? Kareem Jean Pierre. Oh, oh. Just one promise: don't get the Philadelphia Eagles to leave and goes because I'll get divorced if that happens. I married a Philly girl, and it's a long story. Okay, Eagles. What? What? Man, I've had a rough oh, yeah. night, and I hate the Eagles, man. Hey, they're in town, aren't they? Friday. I don't know the Eagles. Yes, they are. At BFD. The You've seen them. I've seen them. I've seen them. <laughs> Let's go. I've All seen right. them. Uh, John. I'm yes. Going to add, and then okay. I'm going to read something. Rocket won a Grammy. For best R&B instrumental. Hey, Rook, trust me, he's not going to be doing Rocket anymore. Sorry. He's going to have an acoustic piano probably and an electric he uses on two songs. And it's going to hey, be all, have all a question. jazz. Bye. I'll see you later. Born in 40, he was a child piano prodigy who performed he certainly a Mozart was. piano concerto with the, the Chicago bomb. Symphony at 11. His, uh, his autobiography is wonderful. If you what the hell are you talking about? Herbie Hancock. Store. North American banking companies, what we've been talking about during the break, yeah. they take the time uh, to get to know you, your family, your business, and everything. They offer the same online and mobile banking options as the other banks, but with the unparalleled service of a community bank. They are also locally owned and operated, and that's big. That means loan decisions are made right here in the Twin Cities. They are not sent out of state. So this helps business owners solve problems quickly and expand their business with confidence. They've been at it since 1998, and when they first opened, they made a promise to deliver a better banking experience for their customers, where you know your banker and they know you. And while a lot has changed since then, this commitment to being a true community bank in the Twin Cities, that has not. So check them out today online, nabankco.com. North American Banking Company member FDIC is an equal housing lender. Joe, Mike Price is a member of the Garage Logic Town Council, and he says the following. Is it just me or is listening to Joe yelling, turn it off, remind you of Ted Knight on Caddyshack yelling at Rodney Dangerfield? When we played the bump during the break, and you screamed, huh? "Turn it off!" When you when 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 Rodney had the music in his golf bag, I I, I think Mike's a little off there. John, could you continue? <laughs> I think Mike is spot on. John, could you continue? Sure, I'll uh, let me continue with the news. Uh, one other Minneapolis note I should probably <laughs> mention, or Minnesota note, uh, before we get to national stuff, uh, they have now arrested the other fella in the death of hockey player Adam Johnson. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, police in England. should, based on my viewing of the video. Uh, police in England have made the arrest. They haven't announced who the person they've arrested is, but everybody assumes. It's Sheffield hockey player Matt Petgrave, whose skate struck Johnson in the neck following the October 28th game. Video of the play saw Johnson fall to the ice, try to skate to the bench while holding his neck. He 
he died shortly after that. So he uh, reared up like a Bruce Lee kick. He really did. In other news, Jewish organizations in the U.S. gathering today on the National Mall in Washington in a show of solidarity with Israel as it wages war in Gaza in response to the October 7th attack by Hamas. The rally called the March for Israel comes after protests across the U.S. and in world capitals denouncing the military campaign that they've heightened in Gaza. The event is intended by organizers in part as a response to critics of Israel, where about 1,200 people were brutally killed in that Hamas attack. The march was quickly arranged in Jewish federations around the country, as well as schools, synagogues, and community centers are sending buses of attendees. Um, from Bill Glenn from the Center of the American Experiment. Is this on point? No. Uh, we talked about Gavin Newsom <laughs> earlier today cleaning up the city of San Francisco. So, yes, Joe, it is on point. I, I Okay. Go ahead, I have John. stories coming up. I was just going to say, with Gavin in them, you can just add it when I do I'll that. I'll wait for you then. I'll wait for you. <laughs> U.S. Supreme Court adopted its first ever ethics code yesterday, bowing to pressure from Congress and the public. All nine justices signed into the new code, but... Uh, it doesn't really change much. It was criticized for lack of an enforcement mechanism and is not much different from what is supposed to happen now. In an unsigned statement, the justices said there's been no formal code. They've long abided, though, by certain standards. Public trust in the court has fallen amid revelations that Justice Clarence, uh, Clarence Thomas received gifts and travel from Harlan Crow, a Republican donor. Justice Samuel Alito has also been criticized for failing to disclose a fishing trip with Paul Singer, a big Republican donor who's cases came before the Supreme Court. In recent weeks, Justices Amy Coney Barrett and Elena Kagan publicly supported calls for an ethics code. The rate of U.S. consumer price rises cooled in October amid lower gas prices and slowing increases in housing costs. The annual rate of inflation measured by the Consumer Price Index, which tracks the cost of a basket of goods and services, slowed to 3.2% last month, lower than the 3.7% reading in September and the coolest rate since July. Those numbers immediately made numbers on Wall Street go up. In California, a good news, bad news situation. The good news? That stretch of Interstate 10 in L.A. that was seriously damaged in an act of arson does not need to be demolished and can be repaired. The bad news, Governor Gavin Newsom today said it'll take three to five weeks to do that. So the highway will be closed three to five weeks. Newsom announced the finding after analysis of core samples taken from the freeway. Meanwhile, Newsom is coming under fire after admitting that San Francisco was cleaned up ahead of the arrival of fancy leaders for the annual Asia-Pacific Economic Cooperation Leaders Summit. San Francisco is hosting the summit, which opened Saturday. Uh, at a press conference yesterday, or not yesterday, a couple days ago, Newsom acknowledged the cleanup efforts were timed to coincide with the arrival of the leaders, Say, uh, saying, obviously, anytime you put on an event, you know, you have people over to your house, you're going to clean up the house. Okay, where did they go? Where, where did the where They did moved the, them to a different part of the city. The Seattle. <laughs> so they're just cleaning up this place because all those fancy leaders are coming into town. Um, that's true because it's true. Huh? But it's also true for months and months and months prior to APEC, we've been having different conversations. Um, From wow. KTVU Television, John, in the Bay Area. Yes, sir. This is, uh, I'm saying this because of Bill Glahn from the Center of the American Experiment. A foreign news crew covering the Asia-Pacific Economic Cooperation Summit in San Francisco has allegedly been robbed. 
<laughs> oh, oh God! Unreal. Oh, I—I uh, I told you, fellas, that maybe it was off uh, off air. Uh, my son just played a gig out there about three weeks ago. Said it was San Francisco was horrendous. Yeah. Uh, and and in fact, the fellow who ran the club in San Francisco walked them around a spot where a fella had just used the sidewalk as a toilet. He said, watch Ooh. out where you step. And, oh yeah. And you can do that. Look there, out. Huh? Look out. Apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Up now. Have a care. Yeah. It's good now. Yeah. As part of a plea deal, one of former president Trump's attorneys. Do those guys carry toilet paper around with them. How do, how do they tend to, that's a, you know, that's a good question. The necessaries. Maybe there just use whatever's handy. No, I just run into Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> You know what I'm missing right now? What? One of my favorite days of the year. All planes landing here are coming in low over Highland Park, Highland Park. and St. Paul because of the wind. And it's really something to see because they are low. John, do you have a yeah. news about that you. big explosion we heard overnight? Uh, something about a meteor? It's one of them comets. I, Comet uh, I did not see that story. I, I that oh, it's a meteor. It was a meteor. Flash boom thing. I, I well, you're the news guy. Um, huh. Interesting. Can you I ask the, a question? You got all the Trump news we could possibly stand. Oh, with you are a bastard. And I haven't read a Trump story yet, but I'm going to now. Joe, when, when it's a big day, like it is today, when it's low, low plane flying day, do you write that in the day planner? Hey, how much work? Do you I'd get like done? to meet up for. Uh, I gotta watch them, but plans. I gotta stay you home know, because it's low flying plane oh, day today. I'm yeah. surprised we didn't have to record two hours earlier yeah. today so Joe could watch the planes land. Yeah, it's sitting like a, one of those chase lounge uh, <laughs> backyard chairs. Yeah, the a, old school ones. A, a shawl and maybe. <laughs> some you know what, smart boy, uh, Councilman Olson? I happen to have a place specifically where I do watch them. Okay, and I'm not going to tell you where it is. Huh. It's that goofy water tower up oh, on that no, hill. Oh, no, that's that what you think. Goofy water tower. <laughs> oh, they're so proud of everything over in St. Paul. Look, we got a big blue water tower. <laughs> hey, yeah. Yeah, I'd like to meet well, up, but I can't. It's a low flying oh, plane. Plus, it's brick. It's brick. It's not, there are two blue ones, but. Oh, we got a defender. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's three to two. It'll probably be open this weekend for no, the fall, won't it? I'm, I'm neutral, Kenny. Two, two to one. <laughs> okay, Switzerland. Yeah, corrupt. Ah. The most corrupt country on the planet. Years ago on this day, on the Windy Plain Day, I sat on the stoop and I timed them. I timed the arrival of the <laughs> Sweet plane. Jesus. And... As a minute and twenty seconds, and it was just, uh, it was just huh. fascinating. If you it. were a true huh. aficionado, you would go out to the airport along Post Road, and you would time the uh, departures, wheels off the ground to an arrival, wheels on the ground, I've and you'll find. That. I've seen it's, that Post Road deal. It's like, like uh, about thirty seconds or less. I mean, the turnaround there is pretty quick. Uh, I see Joe with you know a, a legal pad. Yeah, yellow pad. Yeah, let's see now. That's I don't know what flight that is, but let me see. Yeah. And then he writes down. He licks the tip of the pencil. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And if it doesn't beat the previous time, he shakes his head. No, no, that's not. They're off cut today, it. and then all be darn! Wow, <laughs> they're off today, mother. Aren't you glad you aren't you glad you shared that, Joe? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let me read, let me find a kicker here. Just to, just to cheer everybody up besides us or something. I don't know. Uh, let's see. Um, here we go. Jaro spiders. What are you looking at Reavers. 
more news out of I'm San Francisco. I'm holding this. Okay. Hey, I'm holding this. Sure. <laughs> you know what I'm looking at? Both of you, these. You got a tweezer in your hand? Hey, 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 look out there, cowboy. Joros. What's wrong with you morons? I don't know. It's out of control at this point. Joro spiders are spreading across the eastern U.S. and almost certainly destined to make its way even further. They've what? already Joro, J-O-R-O, spiders. How uh, big are they? Well, that's that's what's important about this. They're they're in Alabama and they're not supposed to be. Uh, female Joro spiders can grow to six to eight inches in length. Oh well, hell the, no! Well, the males are, are smaller, but here's the funny thing: they oh. uh, they. They don't fly, but they build webs so that they can coast. So well, spiders it, don't that, fly. In essence, what that means is you could be walking, you know, down the trail, yeah, and all right? of a sudden, yeah. boom, right on yeah. your head, a big six to eight inch spider. Is climate change? Oh my gosh. They, oh, they don't know why they're here. Oh. They're usually in South America. Usually uh, it's, climate change. it's called ballooning. Uh, that's how they fly. It's that's never fun. flying. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Um, they, uh, they are venomous, but... Their uh, fangs are not very strong. They're not strong enough to penetrate human skin. Uh, they tend to be very timid and won't bite humans or larger animals unless threatened. And then usually the fangs can't make it hey, through. You I'm guys, arachnophobe. You read the book, Sister Brothers. Did you ever watch the movie? Uh, you know what? I've seen parts of it. I don't know why I'm not the whole the, thing. The guy who does the broat, never get out of the broat line. What yeah. John C. Riley? Right. He's in that movie and right. a spider. While he's sleeping, crawls into his mouth. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah. <laughs> that's a scene that'll stick with you. Say, uh, when we see you tomorrow night at Tattersall Distillery with mm -hmm. the town council I'll meeting, be there, Joe. That is brought to you by the garage door, garage door of the Twin Cities, serving the metro in western Wisconsin. And when you get the garage door guy, he's your new guy, you get the whole family, a GL family. They, too, are hiring. Great plans. They need uh, garage door technicians. They need garage door installers. They need warehouse inventory associates. They have a fancy name for these things, but they pay well. They've got programs. They've got uh, a 401k. It's a really, really interesting operation. I would check them out if I were you. I have they experience. Everything. I, I could work there. Yeah. I put a garage door up. It took me about a month, but yeah. I got it done. <laughs> These people would teach you how to do it correctly. Yeah. He's coming that, back again tomorrow. That would, that would be nice. <laughs> you know, when you do it, you put it, you, they plug in the toaster, your garage door is going up. <laughs> yeah. That's not the way they work. If you're looking for a new career, start a precision garage door of the Twin Cities in western Wisconsin. They don't charge more for weekend visits. They uh, do everything from doors to the to the openers, and they do it competently and efficiently and they are our sponsor tomorrow night at Tattersall nice. Distillery precisiondoormn.com or call and meet them to see if you're a good fit get it garage door a fit i see 612 uh, 263-6985 it off Ballooning. Yeah, Ballooning. that is that, not. That a, doesn't bother me. That's We're not. Right. You'll be all right. That's oh. not what I thought it was. You're all right. Oh. Urban Dictionary says otherwise. Yeah, that's a whole different deal. Right. <laughs> we don't want to go down oh, that road. No, we don't. Why is that playing? Uh, okay. Just give me a second. I'm ready. I Hi. Hello. Play. We're ready to go. 
to give you a native hello. Hey, Did, um, are you bringing Joe tomorrow? Did you get that worked out? Well, I have a um, don't worry about it. I'm I have a meeting care. until four, so if you want me to, no, that doesn't guarantee us getting there at five. I got a doctor's appointment at Woodbury at quarter to three. That's Woodbury, you redneck. It'd be stupid for me to turn around and come home at three thirty oh, or quarter to four. I might as well get just there. go from there to River Falls. Get there good and early. Yeah. I'll probably be running a little late, so feel free to start without me. <laughs> Are you staying down here? Uh, Who, oh, me? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no. Sorry. I got a confirmation from the hotel, and um, it said that they will pay all expenses incurred at the hotel. And there's a restaurant and a bar there. And a bunch of snacks. So in a mini bar, this one might cost them a little money. Mm. Snacks. He's going to a place that has snacks. That's good. Get some Cheetos or something. They got, they got nuts. Well. They do, and those Cheetos, instead of like a dollar a bag, they're like seven dollars a bag. Let's so. go here. What you like to stay next to the ice machine. I do. What kind of nuts do they got? Both of these. All right, I got to read the give to the max thing. Go. Let's go. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. I, Joe Souchere. I want to I want to help Chris. All right. Go ahead. It's start. give to the max week here in Minnesota, and GL is proudly getting behind the Patrick Schoonover Heart Foundation. Patrick Schoonover, Mike Schoonover's son, Sadly, passed away from sudden cardiac arrest back in November of 2014 at the age of just 14 years old. Patrick had two undetected heart defects that caused his death. And the Schoonover family has gone on to create the Patrick Schoonover Heart Foundation to help identify heart defects in kids ages 14 to 24. The foundation provides free play for Patrick heart screens that include family health history, blood pressure, height, weight, EKG, echocardiogram, and physician consultation here's, review results. Here's the deal. You've heard um, myself, and Joe actually has been involved, and um, Mike Schoonover talking about this for a couple of years. I am not satisfied with how much you people have donated. I'm talking to you, GLers. I've seen where you live. I've seen the cars you drive. This is not right. You need to get out the checkbook and you need to write a significant. I want this one to hurt. Okay. I'm not talking $200,000, $500,000. I want to see a check for $5,000 and I want to see it from at least 12 of you with deep pockets. This is serious business. We're not talking about painting lipstick on a pig here for some BS donation charity thing. We're talking about saving lives, the lives of your children your grandchildren. This matters. They make a difference. They will help. And you guys stop being so damn stingy. I know you've got the money. It's a tax write-off for Pete's sake. Write the check. So after you take out that second mortgage on your home, the yes. foundation also yes. teaches hands-only CPR and AED awareness and donates AEDs to host schools. To help provide critical funds for this outstanding charity, please visit garagelogic.com and click on the GLers for Patrick banner. If GLers can raise at least $1,000 or 
a hundred thousand in Kenny's case this well, week. I'm, now I'm with Kenny. We can't raise more than a grand. No, I, the the total right now is embarrassing, Joe. It's a it's a popcorn fart. Mike, we need gonna... you guys to come through here and start writing checks. Let's go. Mike Schoonover is going to also donate an extra thousand dollars to match the first thousand from GLers. That's GarageLogic.com. <clears throat> Click on GLers one, for Patrick. One more thing: a parent or a grandparent should not outlive their kid. Let's get this done, folks. I'm serious. Thank you. Uh, Mike Kiefer has a ruling request. We know where the mayor stands on electric cars. How about electric speedboats? No, I'm a definite no. Uh, the idea of being on the water, sitting on top of electricity, doesn't do anything for me. All that weight? And I'm sure they're fast, and I bet there's neat ones and all that. Just there's some neat government cars, too. But I have, no. my ruling, Mike, is no. I have uh, N-O. thoughts on that from the former president. What happens if the boat has an accident and starts sinking? Do you get electrocuted if yeah. the boat sinks? <laughs> <laughs> I said, you know, I've never thought of that, actually. But I think I gave him an idea, actually. Yeah, thanks, Don. <laughs> well, well, what about your trolling motor? I don't want, I don't have one. I think there, I don't, I don't want one. I don't want one. I wish, uh, boy, I wish Bruce was still alive to fire up his 1988 uh, Johnson Heaven Heaven Yes, <laughs> only because they come to us. We're still in Mirador, San Jose, Ecuador. The traveling linemen's at WorldWideWaftage.com. It was on this day. Are you talking about November 14th? That's what I'm talking about. In 1766, Englishman John Carver entered Wakon Teepee the cave and sacred site in present-day St. Paul, long used by Dakota people, that white settler colonists would come to call by his name Carver's Cave. Carver wrote in his diary, came to the great stone cave called by the Dakota the House of Spirits. This cave is doubtless a greater curiosity than my short stay and want of convenience allowed me to sufficiently explore. Because people used to know how to write. Yeah. On this day, one one, but they had to live in caves sometimes. Right, one four. Eighteen sixty, telegraph service reached Minneapolis. Nice, it's about time. On this day, it's like the first form of social media. That's right. Yeah. What day? Eighteen. Eighteen sixty. On oh, this day, nineteen oh eight, Harrison Salisbury was born in Minneapolis. A reporter and author, he was noted for his writing on the Soviet Union and in 1955 won the Pulitzer Prize for International Correspondence. And, this, and on this day, November 14th, in 1917, Mike O'Dowd, the Cyclone of St. Paul, defeated Al McCoy to win boxing's middleweight title, which he held until 1920. The Cyclone of St. Paul. <laughs> and finally, on this day... In 1996, author Maradell LeSueur died in Hudson, Wisconsin. Born in Murray, Iowa. So far, this has nothing to do with Minnesota. On February 22nd, 1900, LeSueur moved with her family to Minnesota when she was 12. A reporter and the author of novels and short stories, she was blacklisted for, for being a commie. Her work was rediscovered and heralded by feminists in the 1970s. Mm. Thank you, GLers. 
Now can I go watch Planes Land? You yes. can, but not before you forget to what? Uh, don't forget to sign up if you yeah. haven't done so already. There might be a few spots left. Tomorrow is the day the Garage Logic Town Council meeting at Tattersall, powered by Precision Garage Door of the Twin Cities in Western Wisconsin, Brooke. Perfect. Uh, you want something for free? I'll give it to you for free. How about Garage Logic on YouTube? Subscriptions are free on that channel, and you'll be entertained for hours. Even if your life is so pathetic that you have to go watch planes land or scratch the underbelly of the planes that goes over your house, uh, you will be entertained on YouTube. And said town council can be found at garagelogic.com. Ten bucks a month, $100 for the year. the best bargain in town. While you're poking around our flagship website, check out the, uh, the garb that is for sale and start thinking about those Christmas gifts. Did any of you guys watch Killing Eve? Killing Eve? Yeah. No. I tried to. I'm not much for a lot of that stuff. Ricey watched it. I should be talking to him. A new $1 million consulting fee. I just need one second, and I'll be right with you, sir. It's 63 degrees. Hey. Did you see Super 70 Sports one taking the day off? Million dollars. Yes, I did see that. That was a I'll be back tomorrow two, and for three. years to come after that. Until to then, fund Linda Carter break. Yep. Holy Yet Toledo. another yep. public safety. There's no way dream. he's worked every day. Give me a break. Okay. <laughs> uh, Linda Carter. How you doing? Yeah. What's, what's the name of that? What is the name of that movie? Um, Superman. No. Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. No, she was in a movie where she. Oh yeah, Diana Felon. It yep. was um, with busted out. Some headlight. outlaw, Bobby or just McGee. Busted headlight. Yep. Joey has case dropped. Yep. Joey motorbikes. I don't know. I can't remember Here what it was called. The dude's name. Are you looking it up, John? Do you want to say Felon with a gun? Send in Chris uh, stories. Well, stop doing that and look up uh, um, Linda Carter. Uh, news reveals it all. Nothing with Newsom in California. Oh yeah, uh, create your own. Create your own. <laughs> all right. Noted. <laughs> Noted. It's fifty-nine today. Right there. here, right now. Well, yeah, but you live in the Arctic Circle. It's 63 here. Just if I don't take advantage of this, I will be very disappointed when it turns cold again, won't I? What you going to do today, Ken? I don't know. Go take a nap. <laughs> Rookie, you probably aren't even going to have time to go home after the airport. I'm not. No. I don't know. I'll get there. I'll follow somebody. We'll have a meeting until four. Safety? Uh, no, it's They'll the weekly check-in. Yeah, the apps. I'm gonna eat this. I do remember the the apps were really good. The food was really good. Yeah, there. food was I good. I remember that. They had like sandwiches. Do you want to come watch the village and have sandwiches? Yeah, Bobby right. Joe and the Outlaw is the name. Is of the that movie. what it is? Where did you find it? I... Well, you'd have to know what to Google. Mm. 
Bobby Joe the Outlaw. Mm, Bobby Maggie. It's an unwatchable movie. That's a you have to watch it on mute. See you, bro. See you. On mute. See ya. <clears throat> hey, you want to go? Want to go hit him around in sixty mile an hour winds? <laughs> yeah. God, I'd love to. He should have golfed yesterday. Yesterday was fantastic. What do I care? I'm not golfing. Hey, what do you care? Me and Bobby McGee. Um, God, Marjo Gortner was the male star. Whatever happened to him? Did he die? I don't even know who that is. He was semi-popular in the 70s. <laughs> semi-popular. Kind of like us. <laughs> Something like us, yeah. <clears throat> He is still alive. Heck of a deal. Ah, yes, son of a bitch. Ah, I did it again. God dang it. Oops, I did it again. Oops. Brit Brit Rock. Was that audible? Yeah, I'll see. Matthew, you done with work today? Nope, I'm going back. Oh, wait. I have. It's a supervisor's meeting tomorrow. This is the weekly check-in. You have the weekly check-in. Thank you. Dang, that sold quick. It's going to be so busy at the airport in the next couple of... We're getting back to pre... Uh, COVID. Your ass is back to pre. Oh my God. You're right. Good one, Reavers. Good fake job. <laughs> Reavers, good pretending that I tooted. 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 You ever say tooted around me? I'm going to punch you right in the throat. Really? That's all it takes? All right. So do we have to read this thing Joe told us to read? It's pretty short, I think, isn't it? I oh. printed it out. Are there any so. big words? But I, I'm I I don't I'm not interested in going home and getting angry. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. Once the show's over with, I don't uh, want to read stuff until the morning. I'm done being upset. What is stopping me from buying an old, really cool dune buggy? How neat would it be to own a dune buggy? My brother has one. It's pretty sweet. He does? Yeah. Like a traditional well from the beach in California in the 60s dune buggy. Yeah, this one's more of a... He, more I don't want a sand rail racing thing. Oh. I want fiberglass body, Volkswagen engine in the back. Noisy, uncomfortable. Bra is needy. Yeah, Open. his is pretty similar to the one I'm seeing online. Open cockpit. Well, this was a couple of years ago, but we uh, were riding it around his his place, 
and it would have been fall because there was all the corn had already been harvested. And it's pretty neat, but you that's what I'm telling you, you get out in the yeah. corn stubble. Yeah, that's what we were doing. It was pretty fun. Just send it. Only problem is it was really hard to hold on to your beer. Oh yeah. Both of them? Yeah. All right, fellas. But it was neat. And we only flipped it one time. Oh, wait a minute. You don't flip dune buggies. Oh. This is this is not a dune buggy then. Oh, what am I thinking of? I don't know, Reavers. It's always been a problem with you. <laughs> you don't know what the hell you're thinking. <laughs> Oh, I think, okay, now I see what you're talking uh, about. Uh, oh, this one, so the, your style does not have a roll cage. Some of them do. Oh. But it's a car. Yeah, it looks like a Volkswagen style, almost. You know right? what? I, I got to Oh, I, I didn't mean to make you angry. I can't. <laughs> I can't. Chased Kenny away. Way to go. Well, I, I I thought it was a dune buggy. <laughs> Don't I get at least some style points? Uh, Whatever happened to Band of Horses? They were a good band, weren't they? Yeah, they're good. They're still my crack. Still they're, God, glad I didn't talk like that. What was that one song that I really liked? That one song. Remember that one? The song? funeral. Wasn't it a funeral? I don't know any of the titles, Chris. I, you used to have a CD by him. Oh, jeez. It's kind of loud, yeah. Chris. Sorry. Oh, I can't listen to that song. It's so good. It's so good. It makes me sad for some reason. It makes me why. sad. That song makes me really sad. Quit singing. <laughs> um, um, I mean... Okay, so tomorrow we are doing a regular show too, right? Yes. So I yes. should be here for a regular show also. Yes. 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 And then we got the big whatever. Right, gonna work Friday too. God almighty. I'm going to get a big check, Chris. I'm going to get big money. Oh, excuse me. I'll have to remember to bring a sheet with me. Do you got any timesheets there, Chris? I do. Okay, so I don't need to bring one Friday. I can huh? just fill one out there. I don't what? need to bring one. Oh, you're coming in. That's right. Well, yeah. I don't, I don't want to, but as soon as I saw his Facebook post, I went, shit. You like coming in and seeing us, John. Oh, come on. Let's see. I could have the day off or I could come in and see you clowns. John. Yes, sir. I don't know what to tell clowns, you. Clowns, I mean, only in the nicest way. I know. 